Spring is a great time of year to do some cleaning around the house and clean up your finances. And something else that you can do for your family this spring is shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius as part of your financial planning for the year. Getting life insurance today means you'll have peace of mind so that if something were to happen to you, your family can cover expenses, things like mortgage payments, credit card payments, car loans, or even college costs. I have a wife and two kids, with a third on the way, by the way, and business partners that all depend depend on my income. So I needed life insurance and Policy Genius made that so incredibly easy. And with Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. That's policygenius.com. One of my favorite ways to invest is real estate, but not everyone wants to handle tenants and toilets. Enter Fundrise. They make it easy to invest in real estate with their flagship fund. Now, as always, you always have to carefully consider the investment objectives and risks of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. But right now, demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. And the Fundrise flagship fund plans on going on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes with just as little as $10 by visiting fundrise.com slash PFP. As always, carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at fundrise.com slash PFP. That's fundrise.com slash PFP. This is a paid advertisement. On this episode of the Personal Finance Podcast, we're going to talk about how to legally avoid paying taxes. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Personal finance podcast i'm your host andrew founder of master money and today on the personal finance podcast we're going to talk about eight ways to legally avoid paying taxes if you have any questions about this episode hit me up on instagram at master money co and follow us on spotify apple podcasts or whatever podcast player you love listening to this podcast to. and if you want to help out the show leave a five star rating and review on apple Podcasts. and make sure to check us out on master money on youtube as well we're loading up two videos every single week on youtube to get you guys some additional fresh content as well Now today, we're talking about an extremely important topic because there are three things that are certain. It's life, death, and taxes. And you may see articles all the time about people who are rich avoiding taxes. And you can either do one of two things. You can throw your hands up and get upset saying the rich have advantages that I don't. Or you can say, how do I do the same thing? Because a lot of the tax code is available to all of us. We just have to figure out how do we avoid paying taxes? Because learning this skill and understanding how you can avoid paying taxes is a six-figure skill to learn. 
And if you are a high earner, it is a seven-figure skill to learn where you could be saving hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars, just by learning how to legally avoid paying taxes. Now, some of these are actually very obvious things that you may not have thought about before. And then some of these options are things that we can dive deeper into and they're different strategies that you may not have heard of yet. But understanding how to avoid paying taxes, how to legally avoid paying taxes is extremely important. It's one of the most important things that you can understand. This is why the rich focus so much time on avoiding paying taxes. Because they know the long-term impact is the less taxes they pay, the more money that they can get into their investments and the more dollars can start working for them. The more dollars can stay in their pockets and they can put those dollars to work through investments, through businesses, and through different trajectories that'll catapult their wealth for generations to come. So if you're new to learning how to legally avoid paying taxes, here's one of the big things that I recommend. Especially if you're starting to earn more money over time, I would look into getting a good accountant. Now listen, I used to be the TurboTax guy. I used to be the guy who would always do my taxes for free. But once I got an accountant, I realized there is so much more to the tax code and there's so much more that I could save money on just by hiring an accountant. My accountant specifically is worth every single penny. Because him and his firm saved me so much money that it's incredible. So finding a good accountant in your area to let you know what are the new tax codes? What tax codes can you take advantage of based on your situation? Because understanding this is what is going to change your life for the long term. So before we jump in, I would look and say, hey, where can I find a good accountant? Look on Google, ask some friends who are wealthy who they use, and see if you can find one that's reasonably priced but is very good at their job. Because if you can find that, you have struck gold, my friend. Now, without further ado, let's get into the eight ways to legally avoid paying taxes. The first way to legally avoid paying taxes is to invest in retirement accounts. Now, this is one that we talk about all the time on the Personal Finance Podcast. Investing in retirement accounts is one of the best tax shelters for people, specifically if you're in the middle class. It is one of the best tax shelters that you can utilize. So you can look at things like the 401k, the IRA, the 403b, and the 457. All of those have very similar tax structures, and here's how they work. You hear me talk about the 401k and IRAs all the time, but here's how they work. When you contribute money, it's pre-tax money, or money that has not been taxed yet. And then the money grows, and then you can pull the money out, and when you pull the money out of a 401k, your money gets taxed. So one of the things we always talk about, specifically if you've heard us talk about the Stairway to Wealth episode, is that you always want to get your 401k match first before anything else, especially if your employer offers that 401k match. Why? Because it's free money, and you get these tax advantages baked into making sure that you get those 401k match. And then another type of retirement account that you can look into is the Roth IRA. The Roth IRA is an amazing tax shelter. Why? Because you're actually putting money after tax into the Roth IRA. You can put $6,000 a year into a Roth IRA. The money grows tax-free and you can take the money out tax-free. So that's why we talk about the Roth IRA all the time on this podcast because the Roth IRA has tremendous tax advantages. Even if you're maxing out a Roth IRA every single year for 35 years, your account's going to grow to well over a million dollars. And $800,000 of that is going to be tax-free money. 
Imagine sheltering $800,000 where you don't have to pay taxes on that money. Why? Because that $800,000 is the growth of your money. The growth of your money is the majority when you start investing money for the long term. And that is why this is so incredibly important to understand because sheltering taxes is a six to seven figure idea. And so knowing how to do that, you're becoming a millionaire just by understanding how to shelter taxes. And that's with as little as $500 a month invested into a Roth IRA. This is why it's so important to understand this skill because it's a multi-million dollar skill. Now, if you're self-employed, you can also look at things like SEP IRAs or solo 401ks. And those work the same way as the 401k or the IRA or the 403b or the 457, where you put pre-tax money in, it grows, and then you're taxed when you pull the money out. But the beautiful thing is usually when you're pulling the money out, you can pull it out at age 59 and a half. And usually that's around your retirement age. So your tax bracket drops there. So you're not paying as much taxes as you would as a younger person. The second way to shelter yourself from taxes is utilize a health savings account. Now, if you haven't heard our episode where we talk about what an HSA is or a health savings account, it's called the super retirement account. And this is how an HSA works. It's actually for qualified medical expenses. You can put money into an HSA and it is money that has not been taxed yet. And then the money can grow tax-free and then you can pull the money out tax-free as long as you have a qualified medical expense. So it is the best of both worlds. It's the best of the Roth IRA and it's the best of a 401k, but you have to have that qualified medical expense. Now, here's the cool thing about the HSA is there's no timeline as to how far back your medical expense has to go. So you could have medical expenses from the time that you were age 18 if you were contributing to an HSA, and you can utilize those qualified medical expenses and be able to get reimbursement when you're in your 60s. There's no timeline at all. So here's what I do. To qualify for an HSA, you have to have a high deductible health plan. So this doesn't work for every single person. So you have to look at your specific health plan and you can call your health insurance provider and they can tell you, hey, yeah, you qualify for an HSA with this high deductible health plan. And then what I do is I save all my receipts into Dropbox and Google Drive or whatever else you use for online file sharing so that all my receipts are in one place. Then When I'm ready to retire or when it's time to retire or I want to retire early or I want to stop working or I just want to reimburse myself for those receipts, I can utilize those down the line with a qualified medical expense. Now, what if you don't have a medical expense and this account grows to a massive amount and you don't utilize your medical expenses? Well, if that's the case, then what's going to happen is you're just going to get penalized the 10%. So either way, you're taking tax advantages. It's going to grow and you're still going to come out ahead even if you're getting that penalized 10%. The third way to legally avoid paying taxes is to invest in real estate. Now, real estate has a tremendous amount of tax advantages, and that is why so many wealthy people actually invest in real estate, because the tax advantages go on forever and ever and ever. So we're going to touch on some of them here today, but there is a laundry list of tax advantages when you're looking at real estate. And the first one, and one of the biggest ones, is that you can have a deductions expense. So one of the biggest perks to investing in real estate is that you can deduct the expenses like a business. So you can look at things like property taxes, property insurance, mortgage interest, property management fees, cost to maintain and repair the building. All of these can be deducted and are not taxable if you actually claim this money. So you get to deduct any expenses directly tied to the operation, the management, the maintenance of any parcel. So if you have multiple rental properties, you can deduct the expenses for all of those properties. 
So you can think of things like property tax bills or property insurance bills or mortgage interest or all of these things. Those are large sums of money. So reducing your tax liability by those large sums is going to make a massive difference for your personal finances. But you can also write off many more things that a lot of people don't think about when you run your real estate investment business. So things like advertising, or if you have office space that you rent out, or business equipment, things like computer or stationery or business cards, legal and accounting fees or travel fees, all of these associated, you can actually write off as well if you're running a real estate business or if you have rental real estate. The second amazing thing that you can write off with real estate is depreciation. So what that means is you can write off the property's loss in value over time. Now, this is one that I love to utilize for my accountant because he does this perfectly. And writing off your depreciation isn't something that's just a super simple thing to do. So this is where if you're a real estate investor, I would definitely make sure that you have an accountant in place who you can trust and who specializes in real estate. The next thing that you can write off with real estate is capital gains tax. So capital gains tax is much lower than income tax. So if you're taking a lot of your income and you're putting it into real estate, your capital gains tax is going to be advantageous for you, specifically to lower your taxable rate. And then one other great advantage I want to touch on today is the 1031 exchange. Now, the 1031 exchange is absolutely amazing. So this is where you can defer taxes to a like-kind property if the property is being used as an investment. So this is a major tax rate, especially if you make a large profit and you've held a property for a long period of time, you can utilize a 1031 exchange to move those profits into a like-kind property and you're deferring those taxes. And it's an amazing tax advantage that a lot of really wealthy people utilize. So if you've never heard of the 1031 exchange, I would dive deep into that subject because it's something that is extremely cool, specifically if you're a real estate investor. The fourth way to shelter your money from taxes is to start a business. Now, the reason why businesses are amazing for your taxes is because the same thing as a real estate investment, it's the deductions. Now, even if you run a blog or you have a side hustle under an LLC or you do something under an LLC, you have a business in place and you can deduct expenses. Now, the key to doing this is to make sure you're keeping track. So you can utilize things like QuickBooks Online, you can utilize things like FreshBooks, you can utilize even YNAB as a system where you can run your business through it. So making sure you're keeping good records is the way to make sure that you get all of your deductions and collect all of this money. So you could do things like your cell phone bill can go under your LLC and you can write off your cell phone bill every single month. So if it's you and one other person on your cell phone bill and you're paying $200 a month for your cell phone bill, you can write that money off. That's $2,400 that you can write off. You can deduct mileage. So if you have to drive for your business and there's mileage that you utilize, this is a significant deduction. When I used to drive a lot for other businesses that I had, this would be tens of thousands of dollars in deductions. You can deduct office space. So if you rent an office space or something like that, you can deduct that. Or if you have a home office, you can deduct part of your house, which is your home office, just by having a business. Insurance, if you have business insurance or something like that, you can deduct that. Equipment, such as your computers, anything you have to utilize within your business. Startup costs, software, all of these things can be deducted. So as you can see, this can truly add up and really reduce your tax liability. 
One of the hardest things about managing your money is figuring out where it's all going. And most of us are trying to save for several goals at once, which can feel like a daunting task to see if you're on track or even on pace to accomplishing your goals. But there is a tool that makes it so much easier and it's called Monarch Money. They help you track your money flow without taking a ton of time and energy. And Monarch has built-in features to collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor. And you can invite them with an extra account with their own login at no extra cost to collaborate with you. And Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can create custom budgets, set notifications, and you can set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications. And after trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com PFP. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash PFP for your extended 30-day free trial. The key to winning in any business is making sure you have the right business partner. An example is Procter & Gamble or Ben & Jerry. But what about the perfect partners when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to, did we just hit a million dollars stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. And most people know one of your biggest struggles when it comes to starting an online business is finding new customers, and Shopify can help you do that. And what I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. So sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash PFP, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash PFP now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash PFP. Now is a great time of year to get your finances in order. And no matter what your financial goals are this year, when you use Chime's online checking account, you can cross all those financial to-dos off your list. Chime's online checking account has tons of benefits that millions of members love, like fee-fee overdraft up to $200. Plus, get paid up to two days early with direct deposit, all while managing your money on the go 24-7. And you get access to over 60,000 ATMs. So start building your credit and open a Chime checking account with at least $200 qualifying direct deposit to get started. Get started at Chime.com PFP. That's Chime.com PFP. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank, NA, or Stride Bank, NA, members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. And if you need to hire, you need Indeed, because Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. And they have a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners 
this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash personal finance. Just go to Indeed.com slash personal finance right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash personal finance. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The fifth way to legally avoid paying taxes is to utilize available tax credits that are available to you. Now, there is so many of these that you guys need to put up a list, and I will put a list in the show notes to make sure that you guys have a full list of some of the tax deductions that you can take. But there are things like if you have children, you can get child credits on things like daycare, so you don't have to pay taxes on the amount of money that you pay for daycare. So making sure that you are at a good daycare who actually keeps track of how much you're paying every month is one thing because they can just give you a statement come tax time and you can give that to your accountants or put it into TurboTax or however else you do that. But that's one great way to think through this. Another one that a lot of people have is student loan interest. You do not have to pay taxes on student loan interest. So make sure you're taking advantage of a deduction like that and utilize that available tax credit. So I will leave a link in the show notes to a large list of these because there's so many of them and they're very situational. So you can see if there's one out there that fits for you, but there's probably multiple out there that you're not utilizing right now. The sixth way to legally avoid paying taxes is to hold investments longer than a year in a taxable brokerage. So when you invest, you have to pay a different tax on your money called capital gains. And I'll leave a link in the show notes because you can use a calculator to find out what your capital gains tax is. And there's a great one that NerdWallet does that I'll link it down in the show notes as well. But here's an example of capital gains tax rate for a single person. So if your income is below $40,000 a year, then you pay 0% in capital gains tax. If it's between $40,000 and $441,000, then you pay 15% in capital gains tax. And if it's over $441,000, then you pay 20% in capital gains tax. Now, this is what's called long-term capital gains tax. If you sell your investments before you've held them for over a year, you're gonna pay short-term capital gains tax, which is a much higher tax rate. So this is one of my gripes with people who love to day trade constantly. Because if you day trade, your tax rate is going to skyrocket compared to someone who's a buy and hold investor. And what a lot of beginning day traders don't realize is that their tax rate is cutting into all their profits. Because day traders try to go in and they try to get 30, 40, 50% on their money when all of that is gonna be swooped away with short-term capital gains tax. So understanding your tax rate as an investor is extremely important. and Holding your investments for longer than a year is something that you really need to be doing if you're gonna be a long-term investor. You wanna believe in the companies you're investing in or buy into index funds or mutual funds that you believe in that you know you're gonna be holding for a long period of time. The seventh way to legally avoid paying taxes is to own your house for longer than a year. So if you're buying your primary residence, one of the coolest things that you can do, like we talk about all the time in this podcast, is hold that primary residence for a long period of time. Why? This is extremely important because if you're willing to hold a house for a long period of time, the original price that you pay matters less over time. So you can buy a house in a hot market, for example, and if you're willing to hold that house for 10, 15 years, then you should see a recovery over time. The same goes for the profits if you're gonna sell a house because you have to hold a house for at least two years if you don't wanna pay any taxes on the sale price of your house. So under the current tax law, Individuals are excluded from capital gains tax up to $250,000 of profit on a sale of a primary residence, or it's $500,000 for married couples. 
So this is why you should always be buying a house with the intention of owning it for 10 years. So we lived in our first house, our starter home, for over seven years and made a very significant sum and paid zero dollars in taxes because we lived there for longer than two years. So this is something I would definitely look into. When you're looking at buying houses, make sure you're willing to stay in that house for a longer period of time, at least two years, but hopefully longer. Look at the 10-year rule that we usually utilize here at Master Money and make sure that you hold that property for a long period of time. Now, one caveat to this is to understand this. You can't live in a property for a year as your primary residence and then use it as a rental for a year and still not have to pay taxes. It has to be your primary residence for you to not have to pay taxes. So you could actually live in the house for a year, rent it out for five years, live in the house for another year and not have to pay taxes because that's two years as your primary residence. But making sure that you have at least two years as your primary residence is extremely important before you sell the property. And then number eight, the eighth way to legally avoid paying taxes is charitable giving. So if you have a heart to give, you can deduct that. And one of the most important things to me about making money and increasing my wealth and building generational wealth is that I can give money away. And one of the cool things about giving money is that you can deduct that. So did you know that you can actually deduct things that you donate to charity? All you have to do is just keep the receipts. Well, how do you know how much something is worth? You have to go through all the stuff that you're donating to Salvation Army or Goodwill and figure out, well, how much is this worth? Write it down, put it on a piece of paper and figure out, can I deduct this? How do you know how much it's worth? Well, Goodwill, Salvation Army, all of these companies will actually give you guides on how much stuff is worth. I'll link them up in the show notes as well, but they'll give you guides on how much you can deduct for each type of item. And the other thing you could do is you can deduct money that you give. So if you give money to a charity or a cause that you believe in, or you give money to your church, you can deduct that on your taxes. You don't have to pay tax on that money. And this is one of the coolest perks about being able to give money because you can reduce your tax liability. Have you ever noticed that a lot of rich people have charitable foundations? Why do you think that is? Because it's a major tax shelter for them. Now, Is that the reason why you should be giving money? Absolutely not. If there's a cause you believe in, or if there's a church that you go to and you truly believe in that cause, then that should be coming from the heart. But it is an extra advantage for you to be looking at giving money because it reduces your tax liability. And there's one other thing I wanna know because a lot of people don't know about these is that you can actually open a charitable giving account and you can get massive deductions when you open a charitable giving account. So this is an account that actually allows you to invest money that you plan on or want to give in the future. And it also helps you keep track of where you're giving money all in one place. But you can invest this money, allow your charitable contributions to grow and give that money and even larger amounts to causes that you believe in. So look into charitable giving accounts. You can open them all kinds of places. Vanguard has them, Fidelity has them, Schwab has them. All the big brokerages have them. But these are really cool accounts, and this is kind of a deep dive, and this is an advanced strategy, but utilizing those accounts is something that you can actually help that money grow and even give more money to the causes that you believe in over time. So if you haven't heard of a charitable giving account, we'll do a whole episode on giving, and we'll talk about those in great detail. But if you haven't heard of them, look into them because it's a great tax shelter for your money, specifically if you want to give to charity on a consistent basis. 
Now, listen, I hope you guys learned of a bunch of different ways on how you can legally avoid paying taxes. If you have any questions about this episode, hit me up on Instagram at Master Money Co. That's Master Money Co. And follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever podcast player you love listening to this podcast to. And if you want to help out the show, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to check us out on YouTube at Master Money on YouTube. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We truly appreciate each and every one of you, and we'll see you on the next episode. Everyone's heard the saying, you have to spend money to make money. But everything in life, from travel to starting a business, is expensive. Which is why I want to tell you about a new podcast I love that will teach you all the tactics, tricks, and tips you need to upgrade your life, money, and even travel, all while spending less and saving more. It's called All the Hacks, and it's a top-ranked show hosted by my good friend Chris Hutchins a financial optimizer, an entrepreneur who's racked up millions of points, and he sold two companies. And if you want to rethink the way you're spending money, you have to check out the episode 91 with Bill Perkins and why you should be optimizing for net fulfillment and not net worth and striving to die with zero. All the Hacks has something for everyone, and I'm sure you'll find a new tactic that you can apply to your own life, whether it's a money hack that increases your net worth or a routine change that boosts your productivity. So check out All the Hacks. That's All the Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your wallet will thank you later.